Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker welcoming you to our Cinderella-thon. You know, that lovely intro song was sung by Lily James, who plays Cinderella in the 2015 movie version. Thanks to Richard B. Smart and Danny Dyer for their technical help and connection with uh, locating this beautiful tune for us. You know, folks, we're in for a real treat today because three of our favorite film critics have agreed to participate in this special event. I call them the Terrific Trio. Mac Bates, A.J. Hockery, and Nell Minow are all here to rant and rave about the many Cinderella movies made, as well as other films with a Cinderella theme. As most of you know, these three critics make a fun trio. They're very candid, as well as entertaining and knowledgeable, so we love having them on our show. But I have to confess, I'm a little bit worried. I might need a magic wand to keep order, because I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of gender hostility regarding our topic. And before bringing our guests on, I want to mention that our chat room is open for listeners who want to participate. And I hope that uh, that Cinderella fans will 
because we really appreciate our chatters as well as our other listeners. Uh, I see that our guests are in the green room, and I'll bring them on right after I tell you a little bit more about each of them. Mac has written freelance articles for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and serves as a staff blogger for Milwaukee Magazine's official film blog. He also received an Emmy for his work on the Robert and Rosie show. Nell, the famous movie mom, writes commentary for BeliefNet.com and is the author of many wonderful film-related books. AJ, the mad movie man, contributes film reviews to sites like Classic Movie Guide, Review Express, Real Talk Movie Reviews, yay, and his own popular blog, CineSlice, and that's spelled capital C-I-N-E, capital S-L-I-C-E. Well, all righty then. Let's bring Nell on first, because all at Movie Addict Headquarters, it's always ladies first. Nell, we almost missed having you as a guest today, but I'm so glad that's, you were able to make it. What, what oh, was going yes, on I, with you? I am I am absolutely delighted uh, to make it, uh, in spite of a complete power failure in Washington, D.C. I scurried back home, and uh, I'm glad to be here to talk about Cinderella. I love Cinderella. I do, too. You know, Nell, uh, I don't care how many Cinderella movies are made or how bad some of them might be. I have to see see them. (laughs) It's always such a pleasure to to have you on our show. We feel the same way about Mac and AJ. Mac, congratulations on your recent journalism honors. Please fill us in on that. Oh, well, thank you so much, Betty Jo. I appreciate that. Um, I was recently, uh, and uh, actually a buddy of mine as well, uh, uh, Kyle Olson, we are both uh, honorees for the uh, 2014 uh, Milwaukee uh, uh, Press Club Awards. Uh, we're both uh, finalists in our categories, meaning uh, we'll find out May 15th at the uh, uh, Gridiron uh, Dinner, which is the uh, the official uh, awards uh, dinner for the uh, for, for the group, whether we place first, second, or third in our divisions. I, um, I, I am in the running for best single headline for a piece that I did for the uh, 2014 Milwaukee uh, Film Festival uh, about Robert Townsend. I wrote an article about him. He was in the, I, um, one of the VIP uh, filmmakers at uh, last year's festival. He was in town, and he uh, was here to present his uh, film debut, uh, Hollywood Shuffle, during a, um, uh, a new panel that they started called Black Lens, which was uh, curated by uh, Dante McFadden and Gerard Blanks, and that was uh, uh, brought about to uh, uh, encourage more black moviegoers here in the area to uh, come out to the festival. Um, and uh, it was a wild success, and he came out, and it was a, a big turnout. And I'm, I was honored that, uh, you know, that they saw merit in uh, in uh, my uh, piece with him. And uh, so I'll find out uh, on the 15th whether or not I've won first place, second place, or third place in uh, that category. And I actually won um, silver a couple of years ago in the category for another film-related feature I did for moviegoers about uh, a beast of the southern wild. So it's my second second uh, win in the category, my fifth win overall, and my third professionally. So really excited about that. And my buddy Kyle, he also placed uh, for uh, in the, um, on the television side of the equation for his uh, documentary Letters to Ashley, which we have discussed here on Movie Attic Headquarters. And so I'm really, really excited for him. It's his first ever win. I encouraged him to enter, and thankfully it all panned out. So we'll both be there uh, at the show together, and we'll, you know, certainly have pictures of the Lord to share soon. So it's uh, pretty cool. 
That is cool. It's so so exciting, and uh, we're we're very very proud of you, of, of course. Thank and, you. and please do keep us posted on that. And oh, yeah. and thanks so much for for being here today. Thanks also to AJ, who I think has something to report about his acting adventures. AJ, what's going on stage wise? Thanks for having me on again, Betty Joe. It's great as always. And uh, like you said, uh, I am on uh, in a new play that's being performed up here uh, in the west central Wisconsin area. It's called Vanya and Sonia and Masha and Spike, oh, written yeah. by uh, <laughs> yeah, written by Christopher Durang. And yes. uh, I had a I had a, the honor to be in a one act. Uh, in college that he had done called The Actor's Nightmare, which is one of the most fun shows I'd ever been a part of, like full length or one act. And uh, it, the characters are named after, of course, Chekhov plays, so there's like an undercurrent of, you know, sadness and depression, but then it's also really, really funny. At times, uh, I play Vanya, and me and my sister Sonia have basically lived in the same house together our entire lives, and then our other sister, Masha, who went off to become a famous movie star, comes back into town with her uh, boy toy, Spike, and kind of <laughs> declares her intentions to sell the house. So we have to face possibly, you know, living apart for the first time, you know, living on our own for the first time and being outside of our little bubble of a world. It's going to be a pretty uh, intense uh, acting challenge for me because I uh, just turned 30 a couple weeks ago, and uh, this is a character who is in his late 50s. So there's the element of, you know, like having to, like, come across older as I am. You know, I look older with my beard, but facial hair can only do so much. So I got to get across, you know, that, that wisdom of the ages, you know, and kind of sound like I'm in my late 50s without, you know, coming across just like a poor Santa Claus imitation. But uh, it's it's a great ensemble that I've worked with. It's a lot of people that I've uh, worked with in other shows, and uh, I I just can't wait for people to see it. It's uh, one of the most offbeat, fun shows I've ever been a part of, and we're doing a bang-up job already. And it's only our second week of rehearsal, so I can only imagine. Wow! Well, I'd really like to see that that perfection. I know, I know, you'll do a wonderful job as as usual, and uh, you will, of course, uh, send us uh, photos or put photos up on Facebook, like you usually do, right? Great, great! I can hardly wait to see them. And all right, now that everyone is present and accounted for, let's get down to Cinderella business. Now, I was so surprised when I found out there was going to be a new live-action Cinderella film. I was happy about it because, as I mentioned uh, earlier, I'll I'll see them all, no matter uh, what their quality, because I just love that fairy tale. But it's been done so many times on film. I counted about 40 times going back to the silent flicks. Why, Why do you think this particular fairy tale has been made into so many movies? Well, Cinderella is kind of the um, female version of a superhero. Uh, You know, you take, uh, you know, a scrawny kid like Peter Parker, and then he turns out to have this inner um, superpower, this inner wonderfulness, and he becomes Spider-Man. And the same thing with Cinderella. 
stories of transformation, and this includes, you know, the Transformers and superheroes and fairy tales. Stories of transformation, transformation have always been tremendously popular with everybody, but especially with children, because after all, children are undergoing the biggest transformation uh, that we have, which is they're going from being children to uh, going through puberty to becoming adults, and. That is a, you know, we all know who've been through it, that is a very um, uh, disturbing and wonderful and exciting and terrifying experience. And that's why stories like Cinderella help us think about what it is. And, you know, we like Cinderella because she's she's very deserving. Uh, it's it's just like all those um, uh, stories of the, the boot black who, you know, does a kind deed and is observed by the billionaire, and then he gets to all of a sudden be the adopted son of the billionaire, or whether you're talking about, you know, Oliver Twist or, uh, or, or you know, any kind of a story where somebody who has got a good heart is recognized and rewarded because all of us like to feel that we are more than the world sees in us. And so we like stories about people who are seen for all of what is inside them. Well, that that really makes sense to me, Nell. Um, it's kind of like this. I was, I was looking for a, a definition of uh, the, the Cinderella theme because we're going to be talking a little bit later about not necessarily Cinderella films, but Cinderella theme um, movies. And uh, I found this one explanation that, that I thought really does work well. One who unexpectedly achieves recognition or success after a period of obscurity and neglect. So that certainly fits in with what with what you're saying about why this is this is so popular. I mean, you don't have to have the glass slipper or the the big ball or the uh, fairy godmother, but that theme, um, you know, seems to resonate with with all of us. Uh, do you do you agree with what Nell said, Mac? Oh, yes, yeah, and she brought up a very interesting point—a point I hadn't even thought of, where Cinderella is a superhero in a in a, in, a, in a way. You know, you can certainly uh, construe it any number of different ways, but I never actually thought of Cinderella as a superhero. But I, I can see, I can see how that would apply. I've always been of the mindset that uh, the story was so popular because it was the story of an underdog, and you know, underdog stories tend to be quite popular. You can go back through, you know, the history of a, uh, of a, uh, you know, the sp- spoken word or, or you know, film certainly, and that 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 you know, reoccurring theme of the underdog coming out on top is a uh, is a very popular theme uh, that has uh, played out over any number of films, you know, particularly uh, fairy tales and and um, uh, you know, inspiring um, a kind of coming of age type stories. So that's that's a uh, I think that I think a lot of the appeal uh, falls and and you know, here's this girl who has just been horribly mistreated by her. You know, wicked stepmother and her, you know, um, evil stepsisters, and you know, she she's the one who comes out on top. You know, at the end, after uh, you know all their, um, you know, dastardly deeds and you know, backroom deal making and and you know, trying to keep her down. You basically, it's the story of a, a good woman that just can't not cannot and will not be kept down. And and um, I think I think that appeals to a lot of people because I think a lot of people have gone through that. In one way, shape, or, or form, male and female, you know, there are tons of uh, people who have stories of, uh, you know, um, being told they can't, or they weren't good enough, or they weren't smart enough, or they weren't this enough, or they were too this, or not uh, not enough of that. And I think a lot of people appeal and, and can sympathize with Cinderella's plight, you know, whether they want to admit, admit to it or not. And um, 
I just think it's one of those great uh, 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 stories of, uh, you know, the the the, the power and the, the uh, perseverance of the human spirit. And I just think it's it's one of those stories that a lot of people can relate to in, in one way, shape, or form. I think you're right about that. I, I too, like the idea of Cinderella uh, as a, a superhero. <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought, of, good, yeah, good I hadn't thought it, yeah. of it. I hadn't thought of it before either. So um, how about you, A.J.? Do you have anything else to add as to why uh, this particular fairy tale has uh, been around for so long? I think it goes back to uh sixteen the 1600s and um there's an uh, italian folk tale and then it went you know through transformation with the with the grim brothers and charles peralt i believe but about the films why do you why do you think that there's been so many of them made into movies well uh, i can only speak for the uh the animated uh disney one from uh 1950s uh, but it, a, a story like Cinderella, and especially you know that particular movie, it's one of the building blocks that uh, throughout each generation, you know, since it's come out, uh, for our uh, kids' imaginations. You know, when we're children, or some of the first movies that children are uh, you know apt to see are uh, Disney movies. I know when I was growing up, I saw Cinderella when I was really little, and, you know, I was fortunate enough to have parents who didn't look at it and go, oh, it's a, it's a fairy tale movie, it's a princess, you know, girly movie, he's not going to be interested. I was fortunate enough to have parents who recognized, you know, the values in that movie and, you know, just let me watch it and, uh, without any issue. Uh, but it's one of those movies that teaches you when you're a kid that, you know, to dream big, to use your imagination to kind of assure you that no matter, you know, how bad a situation can get, uh, things will change. It's not a permanent, you know, state of being. Like Things will improve for you sometime soon. So it fills kids with that, uh, you know, sense of hope that I think is really good to know at that young of an age. You know, that said, a lot of these, uh, those uh, early Disney movies kind of like that are good for, you know, uh, kind of uh, little kids in a way because they kind of don't really go into, you know, the ramifications. You know, it's kind of like, oh, just dream and things will happen. It's like, uh, no, you kind of got to work for it, which uh, which is something that I really liked about uh, The Princess and the Frog, the Disney movie from a few years ago, which I thought was an amazing movie, you know, where the ultimate lesson was dreaming is really good, you know, don't lose uh, – uh, they'll lose hope for your aspirations, but hard work is also going to get you what you want, too. And so that just kind of brought things full circle in a way that, uh, for me, Cinderella hasn't. But at least, you know, it is a movie that uh, is very charming. It just visually is an uh, incredible film. And I know I'm talking about uh, just the Disney one in particular, as opposed to, you know, the, the Cinderella story as a whole. But, yeah, it did carry on that idea from the start of, you know, no matter how bad things get, like, you do have the power. Each every and every one of us has the power inside us to change our situation for the better. Those are good points. I, I see that our producer extraordinaire, Nikki Starr, has called in. So let's see uh, what she thinks about why there have been so many Cinderella movies. Let's see if we can get her on the line now. Nikki, is that are you here? <laughs> I am. <laughs> Well, what do you Sorry, think? Are you, uh, 
are you um, in agreement with uh, with Nell and Mac and AJ about why there have been so many Cinderella uh, movies made? I know you're. I well, I think you're a big Cinderella fan, Huge. right? Always, of course, it's every little girl's dream. Just saying, <laughs> it is. And, and, and yes, I'm in agreement. And why is that? Um, well, because it's a, it's just. Um, I don't know, maybe not everybody's been there, but I've been the one who was, like, felt mistreated, even if I wasn't, and wanted to be taken away and <laughs> saved and, and you know, brought to the charming prince, which I got mine, but just saying, I think that, I don't think it's a bad thing either. I don't. I don't think there's anything, you know, wrong about a little girl wanting that, and I think that the story transcends time and race and everything, so I love it. Well said. I'm, and I'm so so glad that you are here. I I thought we'd uh, we'd try to see how, if we agree on which uh, three Cinderella films um, are the best or or your favorites. I guess we we should just go with uh, with favorites, and we probably. Uh, since uh, since this is kind of Nell's air, area, because she uh, does uh, the family, you know, a lot of recommendations for families. Nell, and she knows all the, she knows the lyrics to Bibbidi, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Uh, could you, uh, I'm, I'm so impressed that you do know those lyrics. Uh, could you, um, could you well, treat us with, with a little rendition? Sure. Salakadula, Michikabula, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Put them together, and what have you got? Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Michikabula Bee and Michikabula Boo. But the thing about Bob that does the job is Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I have I to really... say that I memorized that as a child and tried so hard to get it to work for me, but apparently I didn't have the right magic wand. Well, you did, and I didn't have a magic wand at all this morning. I when I first thing I got up, I tried to remember the lyrics to, to "Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo," and uh, while I was trying to think about them, I, I tripped over the comforter while making the bed, and so I've been I've been ditzy all day today, ditzier all day oh, today. So you've you've helped me a lot. Your your magic worked with Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Now I'm feeling a, now I'm feeling a lot better. Well, which three which three of the Cinderella films would you pick as the best, or or at least your favorites, and why? Well, my favorites, which I think you'll hear more about as we talk about individual parts of the movie that that, that we like. Um, my favorites are, of course, I love the Disney cartoon from the, from 1950. That is a classic. Uh, absolutely love it. Um, and I love Ever After with Drew Barrymore and Ella Enchanted with Anne Hathaway. So I would say that I like a lot of different versions of Cinderella, but those are probably the three that are closest to my heart. Those are those are very very good uh, picks. How about you, Mac? What are what are your fi- three favorites? Uh, well, again, I agree with uh, Nell about the uh, 1950s classic uh, Cinderella, the Disney animated uh, version. You know, you can't, you know, that's just that's it. You can't really beat that, even though people have tried. It's you know, stands uh, you know uh, far above and beyond. Um, uh, coming in second would be uh, Pretty Woman. Ironically enough, <laughs> Pretty Woman. You know, uh, kind of a uh, you know the the, the uh, uh, I guess the most randy of the uh, Cinderella films, <laughs> and um, you know, based on uh, if you know anything of its uh, uh, origins, you know, certainly, is, uh, yeah, what they how they managed to turn that into the Cinderella 
uh, you know, tale of uh, the 1990s. It's it's mind-boggling, but uh, very true and, and, and quite um, quite quite the interesting journey. And um, I would also probably have to choose a, a even more recent film. Uh, that kind of uh, um, charted Cinderella territory, Enchanted, with uh, Amy Adams and uh, mm-hmm. Susan Sarandon as the uh, uh, you know evil queen. So yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with those three. So we have again uh, the Disney 1950, and then Pretty Pretty Woman, and then Enchanted. Those are interesting picks, and um, I see that we have uh, Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts who is in the chat room. Welcome to our chat room, Nancy. So glad that you could be with us. And I want to encourage our listeners to check out uh, the Comedy Concepts show here on Blog Talk Radio uh, every Monday and Wednesday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. It's really a hilarious show. Uh, Nancy has a lot of comedy skits, and she does. She sings. She, she raps. She does... Uh, so stand-up comedy, she acts. She's been in practically every funeral scene in the movies. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> and she's a very loyal listener. We really appreciate her being here. And AJ, um, let's see. Did we did we get your three? No, we haven't yet. So, what are your three favorite Cinderella movies? All right, my three favorite uh, Cinderella movies, which is kind of like a hybrid of uh, Cinderella movies and Cinderella-type movies, so it's not necessarily, you know, strict strict adaptations. Uh, in no uh, particular order, of course, you know, throw my hat in for the 1950 Cinderella one, which, uh, well, Disney animated Cinderella one, which, uh, you know, like I said before, you know, in spite of its flaws, has some very lovely animation, has some uh, great voice work in there, and is so iconic uh, in the Disney canon in so many ways. Uh, I also wanted to mention uh, my second one, uh, My Fair Lady, which uh, is kind of, uh, I've seen in recent years, kind of been pointed to as a movie that uh, was kind of, as as represents like a point of like stagnation for popular entertainment in the 60s, that it was like too stuffy and like too, you know, gaudy and overblown. But I saw it for the first time a few years ago, and I did absolutely just really, really liked it. Uh, you know, great costumes, of course, fantastic music and uh, performances. And uh, it was, I thought it was just, was a very, very well done movie. It's better than a lot of people uh, have kind of given it credit for since then, even though the audience for it is still alive and well. Uh, and then the third one is one that I kind of had forgotten uh, existed until I, you know, uh, took a quick trip over to Wikipedia and saw, like, uh, various Cinderella movies, and that is uh, 19, uh, I think it's 1998, 1998's uh, Ever After with uh, Drew Barrymore, uh, which is, you know, supposed to be, you know, quote-unquote, a uh, realistic uh, Cinderella story, so there are no, you know, elements of uh, uh, magic uh, in anything, but it's still basically a, a fantasy kind of tinge uh, love story, and her uh, at least, you know, fantasy tinge take on the material, which I thought was pretty good, and you know, attempted to humanize the uh, wicked uh, stepmother in uh, some respect, played by Angelica Houston. There, uh, and then at the time, I haven't seen it in you know, a long time, but at the time, I thought that was pretty good. So, in any case, a uh, fourteen-year-old me really liked Ever After. So, uh, take that for what you will. <laughs> well, you 
the 14 year old you had very good taste <laughs> ever after because i had ever after as my number one and the latest cinderella as number two and for number three cinderfella you know we're going to go gender Uh-oh. we're going to bend the gender oh, we're going yeah. opposites we're going opposites here and i yeah. wonder if nick yeah i wonder if nikki has uh, favorites let let's see if we can get her back on again i know she's busy in the chat room but we'll give it a try here nikki do you have a favorite cinderella movie my favorite is the disney the original disney always will be i love the animation her dress they've never been able to recreate her dress as beautiful as the original Disney animation to me. Now, I haven't seen the new one. I'm going to go Saturday with Jenna. I haven't seen the live animated one, or the live one, but, yeah. Yes, I'm glad that you're going to see it, because that will make your eyes pop out. But it's interesting, isn't it, that everybody picked the Disney one except moi. (laughs) I didn't pick the Disney one. And, you know, that really bothers me. So it it was shown on television one night last week, so I watched it again, and um, I thought, uh, you know, I really, really like that movie, and you know, that's one of the reasons I want us to do wanted us to do this Cinderella-thon, and I was very disappointed. And Aww. I mean, don't hate me, don't hate me because I was disappointed. I I thought that for um, for little kids, it's per, you know, it's perfect because it's got so much of the movie. With the uh, with Lucifer the cat, you know mm-hmm. the evil cat, and Gus, you know, and the uh, little rats or mice or whatever they were, they were, you know. And to, for me, that was too too much. You know, I wanted more Cinderella and less of the creatures. But I could see. I mean, that, that was well done. That part was well done. And of course, I, I enjoyed the uh, the music. But that seems to be everybody's everybody's favorite. Um, and then Ever After has got, uh, okay, one, two, three of us have put that down as one of our favorites. And I, I really uh, haven't seen it lately either, but it just stays in my mind. Uh, what's, what is so good about that now to you, that Ever After with Drew Barrymore? Um, well, I hope I'm going to get a chance to talk about the Disney version because I'm going to do my best to persuade you, and I'm also going to do my okay. best to persuade you that Cinderella is absolutely terrible. But okay, well, but go, with you ever go. after, you can. All right, <laughs> with ever after, um, you know the the problem with Cinderella. We talked about what's great about Cinderella. The problem with Cinderella um, was uh, identified by my daughter when she first heard the story as a little girl. She said, "Why didn't Cinderella just leave? Why didn't she say no?" And that's why in my three favorites, I included Ever After and Ella Enchanted. Those were both efforts, and I think really good ones, to address that question. Um, she could have said no. In Ella Enchanted, uh, the author uh, who I interviewed and who was absolutely wonderful, she said she specifically wanted to address that. Why would somebody put up with that bad treatment? The answer was, in Ella Enchanted, she was under a spell. And the answer in Ever After, I think, was even better, and that is 
that she was intensely loyal to the staff. You know, Ever After, which I love, and I'm not saying this in any kind of a disrespectful way, but Ever After is the Occupy Wall Street of Cinderella movies because <laughs> she is very much about decent treatment of the, you know, sort of the Downton Abbey version. She's all about the um, the staff, and even when she meets her prince, she talks to him about how ignorant he is of what goes on and what how the lower class is treated. So I really like that for, first of all, answering the question about why she stays, and second, um, making it such a good reason. Uh, so I, I, that was one of many things I really liked about that movie. Oh, I agree with you about that. Um, she was really the, you know, the, the superhero. To, I mean, that was uh, Cinderella as superhero. She actually and, uh, picked up the prince, remember? Yes, she picked she up the prince. She actually lifted him. She didn't have a fairy godmother. She had uh, Leonardo uh, da Vinci. Uh, was Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> And then this uh, Doug Ray Scott did such a great job with as this uh, snobby, very charming but snobby uh, prince. And his, if he ruled the kingdom, he really wasn't going to be doing a very good job unless he listens to the progressive ideas of uh, of Drew Barrymore's character. And I, I yeah. absolutely love that. Um, so to me, I mean, I just uh, enjoyed it very, very much. And I think Cinderella, uh, Barrymore gives uh, Cinderella so much intelligence and, and strength. And, and spirit. She yeah, is, she does. And and you're going to see that as we talk about other elements of Cinderella movies we like, that one is going to keep coming up for me because it, it's really at the top in, in a number of different categories. Right, right. Well, I'm so glad that you that that's what you think about uh, about ever ever after. And um, now, now persuade me about the 1950s uh, Cinderella. See if I can get back on track okay. on that one. All right. First of all, I highly recommend that anybody has a chance to see that in, in Blu-ray because um, uh, the animation is absolutely exquisite. If you look at that that number right at the beginning, the musical number right at the beginning, Sing Sweet Nightingale, I think that does a beautiful job of setting the stage. First of all, the animation is exquisite. Every detail of that floor that she's scrubbing, of the bubbles, um, of her hair, it's, it's all, it's just, it's just gorgeous. And as her sisters, her stepsisters are having this singing lesson upstairs and mangling this song about the nightingale of all things, they're mangling a song about a bird that sings so sweetly. Um, there she is scrubbing the floor and singing. And the way they handle the bubbles and that they have her singing sort of with herself, double tracking herself with the bubbles is just fantastic. And later on, uh, you've got you know, I hope we're going to talk later about who are the best evil stepmothers. I've got a really long yes. list of the. Uh, I've got a longer list of the best evil stepmothers than I do of the best Cinderellas or the best fairy godmothers. That is one of the best. You've got the fabulous Eleanor Audley. 
uh, who you, you have seen as an actress in you know the Dick Van Dyke Show and other shows, and she just had an acid tone to her voice. She did Maleficent as well, and she had an acid tone to her voice that is bone chilling. She is absolutely, you know, they never say her name in the course of the movie, but she's known in the Disney world as Lady Tremaine, which is the name that they give the Kate Blanchett character in the live action version. And she yeah. is absolutely fantastic. And then I, I don't think we need to worry about spoilers in the, in the Cinderella story. So no. anybody on the planet has not seen the movie, stop listening now. But I love <laughs> of all the different ways that you arrive in a, in a conclusion in the, in the Cinderella uh, story. The when, it's so shocking when the glass slipper is shattered. It's just horrifying, and the way they resolve that is so satisfying and wonderful. And so uh, I love that. And of course, it's got great songs. A dream is a wish your heart makes. There's never been a better song than that. And Bibbidi Bobby Boo. You know, you, you you have to love that song. So those are all wonderful, wonderful things. Plus, it's a brisk 70 minutes long. you got to love it just for that. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, you're, I've, you've got me uh, talked into watching it again. <laughs> Because I think I got off track. You got the, you got you know, off track the by, the, the rest, by the narrative. The cat and the, <laughs> the, yeah, the, cat and the mice. Right. Yeah, I get I get that. But but pay attention to the to the things I mentioned, and you'll see uh, just how great a movie it is. It really is uh, Disney at their zenith. Well, well, what um, now? You you don't want me to have Cinderella? No, I'm list. saving that for our least favorite list, and I'll get to it. Okay, then. <laughs> we'll talk about we'll talk about that then. Well. Um, it, it would uh, would anyone like to talk about the um, uh, the new Cinderella, the 2015 Cinderella? Have you seen that yet, Mac? No, no, I haven't seen it yet. No, I've seen it. And I'm what about to, I you? Don't wanna, I don't want to monopolize anything, but I'm happy to talk about it. Right. Let's find out if AJ has seen it yet, and if not, we're we're going to go. Uh, you and I will talk about it. Okay. Now. Well, I think now the floor is yours because I haven't seen it yet, but I just wanted to say that I am kind of surprised that Disney, like after uh, Disney did Maleficent last year, which was kind of an alternate viewpoint for the Sleeping Mm -hmm. Beauty story, that they just went ahead with a straight, you know, Cinderella redo. It's a Mm -hmm. Cinderella with just in live action with the costumes and, you know, the similar story with a few updated tweaks here and there, but nothing, you know, so drastic. You know, in this age of, you know, like gritty reboots and everything, I'm surprised it wasn't like Cinderella 2000 Rise of Gus Gus or something like that. (laughs) Or told from the perspective of uh, the, you know, the evil stepsisters or, you know, something like that. Like, you know, find out their story. Like Wicked. Here's, like, here's, yeah. here's from like, that perspective, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like the cat is like some demon or something. So to see them go like very straight, you know, very traditional, it was very interesting that they uh, took that kind of option. Yes, I I was surprised, as I mentioned. I I didn't, I I wasn't expecting it, and uh, I I didn't know whether I would like it or not. But I I was blown away. That's my second favorite uh, Cinderella movie, and uh, what what I liked about it was the uh, kind of, Kenneth Branagh directed it, so it kind of had a little bit of a Shakespearean sweep mm. to it. Uh, it was a little slow getting started, and then it had, um, it wasn't overblown with, with special effects, but it had, oh my gosh, a couple of scenes that were just so stunning. 
that I, I you know, jaw dropping. I thought, and that was when Cinderella's uh, sort of raggy dress, when the fairy godmother turns it into this oh gorgeous, gorgeous <laughs> blue ball gown, and it was so, that was so well done. And then um, this is the first time that I saw in a Cinderella movie where the special effects were used so that you knew exactly how the pumpkin step-by-step became a golden carriage and exactly how the little creatures became the horses. And I I just thought that that part was was so well done. And I thought Helena Bonham Carter was just delightful as the fairy godmother. So so I really did enjoy, enjoy this film. And how about you, Nell? I enjoyed it very much, too. I mean, I had to limit my top three to three, but it would certainly be, you know, maybe in my top five or ten. And and uh, I did enjoy the special effects. I thought they were very well done, although, once again, I direct you to the uh, 1950 Disney version where the transformation, I think, is, is very well handled. But, yeah, the the transformations were great, the, the fantastic pumpkin. The visuals, you know, you just cannot beat Disney for, for the visuals. Disney is the, the Medici of, of the 21st century, and... And they bring in the very, very best people, and the production design, the costume design, you cannot get better than that. It was absolutely phenomenally great, um, and uh, and I liked it very much. And a, a lot of people have criticized it for, I think, unfairly uh, for making her less spirited than they would like her to be and saying that the, the the overwhelming sort of mantra of the movie is uh to to be kind and have courage and they said well hey what about you know being smart and being a ceo and leaning in and all of that that's fine with me i think honestly i think kindness and courage are great attributes and um and she knows who she is when she meets the prince she uh is not cowed in any way and um I I thought it you know it was great and and again as we talk about different elements there are, there are some that I really want to emphasize so I thought it was very nice. Oh, I'm so glad we're on the same wave wavelength uh, there. Well, um, Nell, you mentioned uh, the the best performance as the wicked stepmother and uh, Mac. I wonder, do you have uh, an idea as to who you think gave the best performance as the wicked stepmother? Oh, yeah, I do have some ideas. Uh, even though I never saw um, Ever After Start to Finish, I saw, you know, uh, bits here and there, clips here and there. I thought Angelica Houston um, was uh, did some pretty uh, fine work in that part. I would love to be able to see the movie from uh, start to finish just to uh, see if it it holds up. But uh, for, what I, for what I saw of that film, I thought she was quite impressive. Um, um, it looks like Kate Blanchett is pretty pretty good in this uh, current uh, Cinderella Taylor, even though uh, with the knowledge that Kenneth Branagh directed the film, which I was not aware of prior, um, I would I can't help but think. Anytime I think of his name, I, I can't help but think how great it would be for him and uh, Emma Thompson to uh, yeah. collaborate again because they. Made I don't some, think that's <laughs> happening. Yeah, they made yeah. some fine. Well, if he if he could work with uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they, they, I, I'll, I'll, I'll hold out some hope, but it might not happen. But it would it would be great for them to hook back up. At least you know, uh, in some regard, to uh, collaborate or something, because they made some truly fine films with each other. You know, back in the uh, 80s and 90s, uh, most notably uh, uh, their adaptation of Much Ado About Nothing, um, which I thought was just you know, superb. Um, but uh, of the ones that I've seen, I would have to go with um, 
Um, mm. Mm. Angelica Houston. Yeah, Angelica Houston. Yeah, yeah. The ones I've seen, I've seen, I've seen uh, parts of her performance. Uh, so I would, yeah, I would have to go with her, and I would have to probably go with um, stepmother. Uh, you know, the uh, the ones from the animated uh, feature. So yeah, pr- yeah, pretty much those two. That, yeah, the ones I can think right of. Yeah. Yeah. Two. And how about you, AJ? Do you have a pick for the best uh, performance as the wicked stepmother? Uh, like I said, my pool is uh, kind of small to choose from because I haven't seen all that many uh, uh, Cinderella movies that are like so strongly, you know, in that respect, you know, have that part of the story, uh, emphasize that those elements of the story in mind, uh, as opposed to you know, some that are just kind of like in the background or just kind of like briefly woven through. Uh, I did enjoy, you know, Angelica Houston as uh the stepmother in Ever After, where they did try and give her, they they didn't, you know, cast her as, you know, just completely, you know, heartless and evil and cruel, that there was, like, some kind of melancholy aspect to her character, like when she, you know, was talking to Drew Barrymore and said that, you know, you remind me so much of your father, where there's something there. They don't uh, touch on it for all that long, but you know that something's there, something's in the background. And, of course, uh, like what uh, uh, Nell said, about uh, Eleanor Audley in the uh, animated uh, Disney version, like she was just like so scary, mm-hmm. and uh, you like you have all of these you know great Disney villains and villainesses who are that way because you know they have like these magical powers, and like uh, Maleficent can turn into a dragon, and uh, Jafar has all these things going on for him, but Lady Tremaine, like she just has like like, cold, like, unfeeling personality. Like, she just has that great, like, thousand-yard stare. And, you know, and, like, nothing's, like, scarier than something that could happen in real life. Like, she's not a villain of fantasy uh, in just in terms of, like, being, like, a practitioner of magic or something. Like, she's just a person who's just so cold and heartless, and it just gives you the willies thinking about it. <laughs> That's true. Oh, you know, That's one, true. and one actually came to mind. If you're a fan of, uh, if you're a fan of scenery chewing, uh, Bernadette Peters in the uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella, she was quite entertaining. Uh, the, uh, they oh, made that yes. back in the late '90s with a uh, Brandy. It was a multicultural take on Cinderella. Brandy right. played uh, Cinderella. Um, Whitney Houston played uh, the fairy godmother, and Bernadette Peters played the wicked stepmother. And she chewed so much scenery in that movie, but she was so much yeah. fun to watch. <laughs> I that, yeah, that. Uh, if you're a fan of you know these over the top sort of you know Disney s villains, yeah, she 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 did she did uh, she did uh, did that part proud in that regard. <laughs> she yes, was, she was I, quite entertaining. I, I had forgotten about that. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I have to go with Angelica Houston for all the reasons that uh, that you mentioned. But Nell, how about you? Your uh, best wicked stepmother. I am um, going to agree with everything everybody has said. I've already spoken about Eleanor Audley. Uh, she is uh, fantastic. Uh, I completely agree with you, Mac, about uh, Bernadette Peters. And I knew we were going to get to the various Rodgers and Hammerstein's versions, and I want to talk more about that. Kate Blanchett, to me, was the highlight of um, of the most recent version. But I want to mention a couple of other ones. One of my favorite versions of Cinderella was from Shelley Duvall's Fairy Tale Theater, which was a beautifully oh, produced yes. series back in in on uh, the I think it was in the 80s, and absolutely mm-hmm. stunning. And Cinderella was one of the absolute highlights with Jennifer Beals, who was so dewy and fresh and beautiful in this as Cinderella, mm-hmm. and 
Matthew Broderick as the prince, and the uh, stepmother in that was the wonderful Eve Arden. And she was yeah. fantastic. So I love that. In the earliest version of the Rogers and Hammerstein, which has been three times on television, we talked about you talked about Leslie and Warren. Um, there's also, of course, the Brandy version. But the very first version with a very young Julie Andrews uh, as Cinderella had Joe Van Fleet as the stepmother, and she's pretty oh, awesome. Yeah. And then Judith Anderson played played uh I, wait a minute. I think I think that was the Leslie Ann Warren. I'm sorry, it was Joe Van Fleet. <laughs> Judith Anderson was in the one with with uh, Julie Andrews and she's pretty great. Oh, yeah. You remember yeah, you remember her from Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. She's pretty awesome. So we've had some amazing actresses take on the evil stepmother and they've all been wonderful. Yeah, plus they have the uh, great I'm sorry, what? I said, plus, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Judith Anderson was a Rebecca, that Hitchcock film? Yes. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she, yeah. She's always good. I, I just loved her. Well, so, we we need to identify the worst Cinderella films because we promised our listeners we would we would do that. So while you're while you have the floor now, go ahead with the uh, what you consider the worst. All right. And I know well, you're going to start said, out with Cinderella. I already said Cinderella. <laughs> I've got two words there, Jerry Lewis. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. The uh, the other one I want to mention, and I think we'll get general agreement on this one, would be the Hillary Duff Cinderella story. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh my God! No, nobody's going to argue with me about that one. <laughs> no, no. Okay. No, please stop. No, that classic. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Those are the two that you would pick, Cinderella. Those are the two. I hope I get a chance because to mention a, a couple of neglected Cinderellas that we haven't talked about yet, but go ahead on that. Okay. Well, um, let's go with you, AJ. What are your uh, uh, worst Cinderella movies? Well, i got to say, you know, A Cinderella Story with Hillary Duff. That one, like, in, in retrospect, you know, I had a lot of hate for it back in the day just because, you know, I was still fairly young when I saw it, and it's like, oh, anything with Hillary Duff is just bad because I don't like her music or whatever. Like, I, I still, I, it's one of those ways I'm not compelled to go back and see it, but I would probably be kinder to it nowadays. It's a dumb, bland, but innocent yeah. movie. Yeah, I for, agree. Yeah, for that crowd to enjoy it. It's like, if you like it, you like it, whatever. It's nothing to really instill a whole lot of hatred. But one movie that like like to this day just like gets my blood boiling just thinking about it where i just have all this like almost unreasonable amount of hatred for it is is ella enchanted i cannot like i remember seeing the previews for that movie and it's like hold your tongue oh she held her tongue ah like, like, hop to it. Oh, but she has to, and she hops. Isn't it funny? <laughs> it's like the worst. It's got that great musical number of someone to love. Yeah, it, it does. That's the thing. It, and that's the thing. It's like the worst of, like, the post what Shrek did to fairy yeah. tales thing ever, where it's like we just need to have all these unnecessary, like, pop culture references. Like, like in something like Aladdin, where the genie is, like, this supernatural creature, and he's, like, the one guy in the movie that can, like, go through, like, the cosmos and the ages and pull out all these references. Like, I, that makes sense. 
But to just have like this random uh, Queen musical number in the middle of like this fantasy movie, and you just have like all this bad humor that just gets repetitive, just like the like oh she has to take something uh, some direction literally thing. That joke gets beaten into the ground so much, <laughs> and just like from the start, it's just the laziest storytelling where it's the how did she like get this curse to begin with. It's like, because the, the fairy godmother like just kind of got mad or something and said, oh, I'm giving you the gift of obedience. Bye. And then she's just like so awful throughout the movie where it's like, she's Ella's tie up to like avoid killing the one she loves. And then the godmother's like, oh, I'm just going to let you go because if not, there wouldn't be a movie. And it's just like, it just made me so mad. I hate Ella Enchanted so much. <laughs> well, I, I guess we know. We get the general idea there. And uh, <laughs> well, we have a little bit of disagreement in the chat room. Con, uh, Nancy Lombardo uh, uh, agrees with uh, Nell about uh, Jerry Lewis, the worst worst ever, ever Cinderella concept with Cinderella. And Yes, and uh, and she also, but she loves Hillary Duff, so I don't. Then think she she's should too definitely happy. watch the new TV show Younger because she's quite good on it. In that, so so she can uh, can uh, can watch that, and uh, and since she loves Hillary Duff, and then uh, she also loves. Uh, she thinks it's the most uh, feminist Cinderella is Drew Barrymore, and we've sort of agreed yeah, agreed about agree. that. But okay, so we've got uh, Cinderella. The Cinderella story and Ella, Ella Enchanted as worst. I, I did like Ella Enchanted, but Mac, what what do you pick as the worst? Oh well, I definitely have to side with um, um, both AJ and uh, Nell with a uh, uh, Chris um, a Cinderella story. That was, you know, it, it is what it is. But you know, it, it's certainly nothing that's gonna go down in that. You know, the annals of history is being among the best of anything, unless you're, you know, into that like kind of you know easy. Easy peasy TV bopper type stuff. Uh, you know, it is what yeah. it is, but yet yeah, it isn't anything to you know write home about in any any way, shape, or form. And um, I would have to I would have to go with AJ. He made a pretty passionate uh, argument in in uh, against the Ella Enchanted, and as he was saying it, I couldn't disagree with anything he was saying. So yeah, I would have to I would have to say those two. Well, I I have wow. one that I that maybe you haven't seen, and um, maybe you would think this one is worse than than Ellen Enchanted, and it's an animated movie that came out I think in 2007 I think it's uh, called Happily Never After, and it had the worst animation as far as I was concerned. I mean, it it they the, the the characters they just looked looked so so weird for a Cinderella story, and then they had the the wicked stepmother. Um, they had looking like uh, Uma Thurman, but then the voice was dubbed in uh, was Sigourney Weaver's voice, and so that just threw me out of the out of the movie too. So I was not a bit happy with uh, with that one. Do you know that we only have six minutes left? Uh, we we have so much more that we could talk about, but. But I, what I would like is just to call on each one of you to add anything else that you'd like to about the about the uh, the topic. So, uh, so uh, Mac, what would you like to add that we we haven't uh, said? And um, realizing that we only now have five five minutes left. 
Oh, okay. Uh, well, I, I would love to uh, speak a little bit about Pretty Woman. Obviously, uh, that movie was inspired uh, uh, very heavily by Cinderella. Uh, put Julia Roberts on the map in terms of uh, her celebrity. Yeah, she that came out a year after Steel Magnolias. And as a matter of fact, the movie came out on my birthday back in 1990, May, wow. March 23rd, 1990. And they just recently celebrated their 25th anniversary. And I want to advise uh, uh, everybody out there watching, well, listening rather, to uh, go to Vanity Fair and read an article called The True Story of Pretty Woman. Um, and it's all about uh, the screenwriter of, the, uh, uh, of that film, J.F. Uh, Lawton, giving a kind okay. of oral history on the origins of how the movie uh, was morphed from a, a very dark, uh, heavy, you know, profanity and drug-laced uh, a story about these two uh, desperate people who kind of glom onto each other for a week and then go their separate ways and how they took that story and turned it into, uh, uh, you know, the Cinderella story of the 1990s and how well, we Julie don't... Roberts and uh, Richard Gere and uh, uh, the director, <laughs> film's director uh, Gary Marshall helped usher that about as, as long, along with uh, one of the film's producers, Laura Ziskin, the, the late, great Laura Ziskin. So check that article out and then see the movie and, um, and you know, just have a, a whole newfound appreciation and respect for uh, how, how uh, Hollywood works and how films get made and how uh, deals get done. So uh, that's, that's what I wanted to throw in there. And, you know, check out any and all Cinderella stories that you uh, uh, that are of appeal. You know, hit up IMDb and uh, check, check the list and, uh, uh, you know, and, and see which ones might be of interest and to check them out. That's well said, and uh, we uh, we really will think that uh, Pretty Woman is an entertaining movie. Wish we had more time to talk talk about it. And uh, how about you, AJ? Any last words about Cinderella? Well, I, uh, in the list of the questions that you had provided for us to you know to prepare ourselves for the show, one of them was you know if given you know an unlimited uh, budget to make the next Cinderella movie, like what would you do with it? You know, who'd you? get to star in it, whatever, uh, that kind of got me thinking that it's high time that uh, we kind of got a Prince Charming movie, because a Prince Charming is one of those characters who's, you know, he, he, in like the Cinderella movies, obviously, you know, the star is Cinderella, and even ones where it's not necessarily, you know, quote-unquote Prince Charming like Sleeping Beauty, but it has that kind of character type. I think that, you know, in this day and age when uh, a lot of these movies are kind of getting more, you know, self-aware that are offering, you know, these different takes on the material that are a little bit, you know, against the grain than, uh, you know, just the straight fairy tale reimaginings and stuff, uh, that you could do something really interesting, you know, with the Prince Charming character, you know, he, like versus, like, his responsibilities and, you know, like uh, what he's, uh, you know, expected of in all these times. And that's not to say, you know, no more girly movies, uh, just guy movies. No, I, I need a Prince Charming movie because I'm insecure and all that. N- not that by any means, but I think, though, know, just it's one of those characters who is just kind of like, yeah, he's just kind of there in all these movies. But, you know, given the right director and the right material, I think there's a, there's a lot of potential to be explored. That's a great idea. How about yeah. you, uh, uh, Nell? Any last words about Cinderella? Yeah, I could never be behind a Cinderella movie where the um, heroine is a prostitute. I'm not a big fan of those movies, and I think there are plenty of movies about the Prince Charmings of the world and not that many about the Cinderellas. But I just want to recommend that people look out some of, look at some of the lesser-known of the Cinderella films, including the Rodgers and Hammerstein versions, The Slipper and the Rose with Richard Chamberlain, Cindy with the wonderful Charlene, Woodward, um, The Glass Slipper with Leslie Caron, and the wonderful silent film by George 
Georges Méliès with beautiful uh, transformational um, uh, special effects, and and so look for some of the lesser known versions of Cinderella. And I and I'm sure that you know ten years from now we'll be talking about the next version. Exactly, and I hope it's Rob Marshall directing Quavenzani Wallace in a Cinderella story. But I see our time is almost up, so I want to thank you, Nell and Mac and AJ, for being terrific guests again today. It was so much fun. And it was great. Yeah. Folks, it was yeah. just one of the most funs ever, most fun ever. And thanks to Blog Talk Radio for their support, and to Nikki for everything she does for Movie Attic Headquarters, and to our chatters and other listeners. And I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I know I sure did. I also want to, uh, to recommend uh, the Comedy Concept Show again to you uh, with uh, Nancy Lombardo as the host uh, every Monday and Friday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. And the Mom and Pop Shop Show hosted by Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger on Dreamstream Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. What an entertaining show. Plus, all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network here on Blog Talk Radio. There's something for everybody in the Wacko wheelhouse. Well, that's all for now, folks. Here's the talented Lily to take us out with my favorite Cinderella song. A dream is a wish your heart makes when Thank you.